Welcome everybody to yet another episode of yet another podcast. Sumit and I are on the mic doing this shit consistently every Wednesday night. That's when we drop these episodes. So if you've been tuning in, man, thank you so much for hearing us yap. Uh, the yap boys are back. What up, Summit? What's going on, man? What's going on? And what's going on, listeners? Thank you if you're still with us. Thank you for listening. Yeah, man. I think we're gaining good traction. We got new listeners uh, every once in a while. I get hit up in the DMs and people are like, yo, I love your love your episodes, love your podcast. I'm like, oh shit, people actually <laughs> people actually listen to this. Yeah. I don't know why I'm shocked every time, but I am. <laughs> Bro, I've been to so many weddings le- recently and so many well, I wouldn't say so many people, but because that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but <laughs> you know, quite a few number of people like came up to me and were like, Oh, we heard the podcast or you know, I heard this. This was cool, I like this episode, or you know, whatever, just kind of giving me feedback on the uh, yeah. on the podcast itself and so far everything seems positive i'm tr- i'm trying to find the negative ones though because i'm trying to improve <laughs> you know uh, no, I'm trying I to get better care. i don't really care i'm here to yap and talk shit and if somebody wants to listen to it enjoy it great if somebody doesn't care for it i don't really care <laughs> i guess we're on two different pages with that i mean that's fine right one of us has got to be covering this side of it too right that's true that's true um <laughs> Man, you know, you know what? Uh, fucking, l- hold up! Before we talk about anything, can we talk about how fucking Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook was all down again today? Bro, I was gonna congratulate you for surviving the apocalypse. <laughs> I was literally thinking about that. I'm like, yo, yo we, we all made it. <laughs> yo, seriously, I got so much work done; it was ridiculous. I was like, wow, I'm so productive today. I'm so focused. I got so much shit done because everything. It was so stupid, man. But like, I felt- isn't that crazy? Like how much more productive you can be when you're not distracted? I know, man. But I had such funny ass Insta stories in mind that I wanted to post. And as soon as I tried to post the first photo, like in the story, um, it, it should just straight up said, unable to upload your photo, hit delete. And I was like, what the fuck? And I uninstalled, uninstalled the app reinstalled it log back in all this shit i'm just like yo what's going on and then finally i was like hold on i remember this from when was it last year sometime probably it's like, happened a few times yeah i was like let me let me check twitter i checked twitter it was all over twitter instagram down whatsapp down you were trying to send me a picture on whatsapp and i could not see it and i was like what's going on you remember that this morning you were like yeah. hey check out this thing and yeah this guy <laughs> this guy deleted his entire app installed it just to see the picture i sent him i was yo i'm paranoid like that man i have ocd like that i'm like shit i need to see what he's sending me why can't i see it oh man i was so mad i was so upset that's hilarious man. I'm, kind of, I'm laughing more at that now than i was before and now that i've seen what you sent me i'm just like this was not worth it like why are you kidding me of course it was worth it <laughs> but we won't get into that on air right we, now. Won't, we won't talk about what that was oh you know who i felt bad for i felt bad for the instagram models the insta instagram like you know influencers the, the quote-unquote insta famous girls you know i imagine they were like out in the streets holding an iPad sign that just says like for like question yeah. mark. <laughs> 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 I 
not even asking for money. I just want likes. <laughs> and she's standing next to her mailbox. That's her DM. <laughs> you got to come drop off a physical mail. It was a rough day. <laughs> Today was a rough day all around for everyone, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like Twitter usage definitely went up. Snapchat usage definitely went up today. Yeah. Twitter I don't even usage- use Snapchat. I but don't I, either, like, man. But not having Instagram, it was like, yo, maybe I should send a snap to someone. <laughs> like, <laughs> what else to do with my time right now? Twitter, Twitter usage always goes up. Twitter usage is like, I, I think I've said this before. Twitter ends up being like a refugee base camp where like everybody that's lost, everybody that's <laughs> that's been See, affected by the apocalypse goes there to try and find their friends. They're like, hello, is anybody here? I agree with that, right? I think that's the, usually the case. I think it's kind of a testament to the app or the platform itself. Because you know I love Twitter, right? I think Twitter is far more interesting than anything that's happening on the other platforms. Hands down. Because you're learning so much more. There's so much more being shared as opposed to just pictures and images or videos and shit. People are actually sharing things that actually matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with what Instagram has become now. It's just crazy. It's just a platform for everybody to self-promote. That's true. That's crazy. And for oh, other man. people, it's a dating app by itself. So, you know, it's like... That's true, too. Yeah. I don't know, man. I prefer Instagram, but Twitter is Twitter's cool sometimes. No, don't get me wrong. Instagram yeah. is the first app I open. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, that's always the case for whatever reason. But I, was, uh, I had posted some funny shit on Instagram, I think yesterday, too. We got into this... Uh, me and me and my followers, we got into this big thing about. Um, oh, we mentioned this on the. I don't know if we mentioned this in the last episode. We talked about the office on the last episode. Yeah. Uh, how Netflix just sold the rights to NBC for five years for a hundred million dollars. Like that show was right, crazy. Right. And turns out, I just found out that um, Ricky Gervais executive is executive producing the office in india for indian television and they just dropped an entire first season damn the and how upset season. i am <laughs> i'm Dude, that's kind of crazy man like, i'm livid bro i just can't i i'm trying to watch it because i i, I you know i gotta watch it just to kind of like to compare see if it's worth it reaffirm my <laughs> my feelings about it which i feel like is gonna be really bad but um yeah because you uh, don't like it right like you're not a fan of this at all no dude fuck that like you first of all there was like this big hoopla going around earlier this year where people were like oh there's a rumor going around that the office might come back like they might reboot the office and i'm like no don't fucking do it like we we talked about that on the on a previous episode don't fucking do it you just you can't redo a series like you can't like you know restart a series like that it's it's too perfect you shouldn't touch it bro i wouldn't be surprised if they do man it's a cash cow somebody's gonna want to try to double dip right <sighs> i don't know it's like man. what bollywood does with hollywood movies and, and stuff yeah. right like just so i guess this is what they've come to now is to <laughs> yeah. sell it to fucking india <laughs> no, because and, think about the market in general yeah man one billion people or some shit like yeah why would you? Yo, not, Ricky Gervais is just sitting back collecting checks. Like he, he's a comedian, oh, but he, I don't think he's worked in years. Ever since the Office yeah. took off, like yeah. I think he's just been doing his thing and just like collecting. He's done checks a couple like, his... like stand-up uh, specials. I think he did one on Netflix that I I saw that was on there. I didn't 
listen to it than and watch yeah. it. But do you know how much you probably got paid for that from Netflix? Probably a lot, dude. Insane amount. Yeah. Speaking of Netflix, um, I saw my friend Hafsa sent this to me. Uh, Kim Kardashian posted on her Insta story that Aziz Ansari is coming out with a new Netflix special. Really? How crazy is that? Like, how much do you have to? It's probably like a few hundred thousand dollars that you have to pay her to to post about that, right? Yeah. Like, there's I, no I way she's is, doing that shit orga- organically. She like she like tagged next Netflix, tagged Aziz, and like hashtagged shit. Yeah. She didn't hashtag ad or sponsored, but you know, I, I kind of got the feeling that it was. It had to have been. Man. He's on this like campaign right now to kind of like revamp his image after the whole Me Too thing. Yeah, um, yeah, that he was yeah. involved with, and so yeah. I know I had been hearing actually that he was kind of touring some of the really small uh, country clubs around the country. To sorry, country clubs, wow, uh, comedy clubs Love around the country. country. <laughs> yeah, um, to kind of like you know how comedians before they do big specials or big tours, they kind of sh- uh, showcase oh, yeah. and like shop. Got to test out uh, the material. Exactly, their the material. Yeah. So he was doing that not too long ago. So I guess he's oh, kind of gearing up for like a big return. Yeah, I think sure he's gonna Netflix have a big. I think that's like yeah. a huge opportunity for them, which I'm sure it will be. Because yeah, hell yeah, dude. the first we're kind of hearing from him now. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I mean, he had a big Netflix special. Then he had, um, fuck, I'm forgetting the name of his show. Uh, oh my god, what's the name of his show? Oh my god, the one what, from Master Italy, bro, Master of None. There you go. <laughs> yeah, two. Two seasons of that, yeah. which is really good. I really enjoyed that show. Yep, it's great. I'm wondering who pays for this. Like, who pays Kim Kardashian? Do you think it's Netflix that fronts the money? I mean, it depends. Probably, because it's their product now. He's gotten his money already. It's now their product that they have to make money on, the special itself. Yeah, I feel like we could get into a whole separate conversation about like yeah, yeah. just the ethics behind Kim Kardashian posting something like that for somebody who was involved in the Me Too movement. Anyway, um, oh, <laughs> just imagine though, like yeah, yeah, conversation. But, um, but yeah, whoever did his PR handled that shit really well because you know, yeah, yeah. whatever, it's, it's blown over. Yeah, I want to um, get back to the Indian office though because I want to hear more about this. Like, okay, so I they sold the rights to India. Well, <laughs> Fuck, this is your idea to talk about it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> assholes. Um, no, nah, I mean, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of curious yep. to see what it looks like, right? Like, I want to see how it compares. Because You I, haven't even seen the trailer? I mean, I've seen the trailer. Yeah. But I kind of want to get a sense of the actual show. Like, is it going to be a complete rip of the English and American version? Or is it going to be, like, its own brand new kind of concept? They just like reimagined the office, but in India. Like, well, see, I want to know what, it's, the, what thing. the nuance is. That's the thing. Like, the American office really was super successful because they started off basically mimicking the UK version word for word, screenshot by screenshot, like, you know, but like play by play, basically. And yeah. then eventually they got to a point they were like, we need to tailor this more towards our audience the american audience and start being creative on our own and that's why it took off is because they kind of started doing their own thing yeah so from they what only i did that heard, for what the, the first three or four episodes of the first something season, like that like right? the first season i want to say yeah. like which is only like six episodes yeah. so th- i want for so i feel like 
uh, from what I've heard, uh, the first few episodes on the Indian office are also exactly word for word, like exactly the same as the US and the UK versions. I guess because it's tried and tested. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea why they would do that. But I, I feel like if they, if they want to be successful, I feel like they'll have to start doing their own thing. Their writers yeah. will have to you know, cater to their audience. You, you have to make jokes that are relevant to your audience. You have to you know, make references to things that people can relate to in India. Yeah. You know I mean, shit like that. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting, though. I... <laughs> But how do you watch it? It's on what? It's on Hotstar, you said? It's on some channel called Hotstar. If you have that shit, don't fucking talk to me. You're fucking... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you have it, please let me get your password so I can log in. Yeah, right? That's really what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that has Hotstar, please send me your login information. I will be eternally grateful to you because I'm trying to watch this shit. So apparently they <laughs> dropped the whole first season, 13 episodes. Dude, isn't that crazy though? Think about that. Like, imagine we were watching our version, the American version of The Office, in a in the streaming service world. Like, mm -hmm. we would have gotten a, a season at a time. Yeah, that's crazy. We got one episode every week. Yeah, <laughs> excluding <laughs> summers, excluding yeah. fucking holiday season and shit. Makes America sound poor when you put it that yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> you only get this once a week. Yeah. That's crazy, it's man. Wild, man. I'm, I'm excited to see what that's like. I'm excited just out of curiosity, not more like excitement, like, oh, this is going to be so cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm very curious. I'm so curious about this. But show. I have seen some people on my Instagram that are watching it or have watched it already. So I'm, I, oh, maybe yeah. I should like ask them if it's worth watching and yeah. see what it's all about. But One of my friends saw and he saw he saw like the first episode or something. Yeah. He said the guy that plays Michael is actually pretty good. Like he's not bad. He said, but everybody else was like a shit cast. Like it was a really bad cast. And I was like, damn, that sucks. That's you need like an amazing Jim and Pam, first of all. Like those are the three biggest characters, I feel like. You need to have an amazing Jim, an amazing Pam, and an amazing Michael. I think those are like the primary standout characters, but I feel like the more I've watched The Office, all the yeah. other characters are pretty prominent as well. Like they all have yeah, a yeah. significant part. And it's like yeah. sometimes you pay attention to other things when you rewatch it. Like you watch other people in the background. Yeah. You kind of enjoy that way. So maybe it'll work out that for that that way for them. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think there are certain characters that obviously need to be a lot stronger than others and uh, yeah. kind of give you that same feeling that the original well, I should say the American Jim and Pam. <laughs> yeah. To me, that is the original, man. I don't know anybody that has seen the entire English version, the, the UK. Oh, man. I attempted it. It definitely did not work out. Dude, I tried. <laughs> I cannot stand like English comedy. Like I, I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, first of all, it takes me longer to register what they're saying because their accents are so thick. So like, I'm like a split second behind <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just can't get into it. Yeah. Oh well. So speaking of things to watch, we were talking earlier today about oh, this yeah. documentary that came out. Yeah, man, the Dreamville Revenge of the Dreamers documentary. Yeah. Woo, boy, man, that shit had me so pumped up. That shit had me so excited, so inspired. I love, fucking love Dreamville, man. Like. Um, I love J. Cole more than anything else. Um, but 
like the shit they create in terms of the content is just so genius it's so amazing like even when even when his for your eyes only album came out he had a whole uh documentary type thing that he put out on on the dreamville youtube channel and that shit was amazing just like getting an inside look into how you know the album is created or whatever like it just gets me so pumped up i don't know why did you see it did you watch it Yes, I was going to say I did watch it. Um, what did you think? I think that was a really good documentary. I think it was just so interesting. I, I mean, the documentary itself was whatever, right? It was really the concept that they were they were showing in the documentary that was awesome. Yeah, and the concept like, is crazy. And like J. Cole, like, I, you know I'm a huge fan of J. Cole. Um, I will defend J. Cole as like one of the top tier rappers of our time, right? Before and, me, dude. You, you've been a J. Cole fan like way before me. Like, yeah, I, I remember you had like the Dreamville hoodie and shit, and and, and like the Dreamville gear back yeah. in the day. Like I, I'm, I'm thinking now, like five years ago, I want to say, at um, least five years ago, for yeah, sure. at least five years yeah. ago. And then I just bought my first Dreamville T-shirt like fucking last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were gonna say today after you watching the documentary. <laughs> Today. <laughs> i was at urban outfitters in dc and they happened to have it and i was like oh shit i was like all yeah. right i was like i hope the money still goes to him <laughs> so, uh, which one did you end up getting just a plain black one with a white dream bill written across the front that's it yeah gotcha simple the classic the classic yeah man but shit man the concept is so crazy mm -hmm. so people that don't follow Dreamville, don't follow j cole first of all fuck you second of all <laughs> Yo, I feel like every episode you say something and that like we lose followers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. What, what the hell are you doing with your life if you're not listening to J. Cole? What's wrong with you? That's a fact. This is the wrong podcast for you. <laughs> but uh, it's so genius. So the idea, their idea was basically they're going to take the entire Dreamville camp. So everybody that's signed to the label. In addition, start sending out these invitations to all the people that they fuck with. So all bunch of producers, bunch of artists that they really wanted to collab with or they're really cool with or whatever. Invited everybody. Uh, what was it? Is it in Raleigh? Uh, it was Treehouse Studios. So yeah. I'm not really sure where that was, but yeah. I think it's in Raleigh. Treehouse Studios. Yeah. Is, yeah. Um, so anyway, invited everybody and was, and they were basically like, our goal is to make an album like a collaborative album in 10 days and yeah. so this documentary is crazy you should go watch it but if you're not going to watch it it basically takes you inside this giant studio building which has like god knows how many studio rooms and in each room there's artists and there's producers and there's music being made like you know uh, some producers that you've heard of, like T minus and, and and stuff like that, and some producers that you've never heard of, um, and they're all in there just like collaborating. And there's beats being made, there's music being made, there's you know rappers are writing songs out. Like this shit was crazy to just see how it kind of reminded me of like a very elevated 2019 version of making the band. <laughs> Do you remember making the band? Dude, 
that just brought back so many memories when you said that. I was like, oh, like, like a light flashback in my head. I haven't seen that in so long. It's I think kinda... I only watched like the first season or the first two seasons, something like that. I yeah, no, I I think I watched pretty much all of them. <laughs> I was a big fan. I was such a big. You're like that's so gonna it, be one day. <laughs> yeah, it sucks to. I really thought like by the time I was old enough that I would be on making the band. You know, I'd go out and audition and shit. But that shit died out. It sucks to say, but Diddy kind of came up with his concept first. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a great concept, years, but yeah, you know, it is what it is now. But yeah, this this was crazy to watch, man. Um, and he's and, and there's this one guy said something in there that made so much sense and it resonated with me so much, uh, which is why we can draw this parallel, which is why we could draw the comparison to making a band. He said, "Man." It couldn't have been anybody else to do some shit like this That's because if you know because you have to have a certain level one you have to have a certain level of reputation in the in just the community in the hip hop community of being somebody that's respected being somebody that's you know doesn't really have beef with anybody uh that doesn't have any like dirty laundry nothing like that like you know, everyone looks so up beef, to him. Butter beef. Well, yeah, minor, whatever. But like, <laughs> everybody looks up to him for the most part, right? Yeah. He truly is like what you know, middle child, basically. Um, and um, you know, if if somebody like when somebody like Diddy does it, what happens? Like fucking you know, fights break out, people spitting in each other's faces <laughs> and shit like that. You know, you remember remember all the drama that used to happen making the band? Well that was that oh. show was extra dramatic. Oh like, it was extra so dramatic. Stupid. I feel it like TV, man. What do you expect? Yeah, like, I feel like it was scripted. It was probably scripted. Uh, they were so dramatic. Man's gonna make me walk across the Brooklyn Bridge, man, for some fucking cheesecake. cheesecake <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. I don't even walk the Brooklyn Bridge, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking remember that so much. And then Dave Chappelle did a skit on that, which was so fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, man, so much good hip hop so much good stuff is happening in and around the culture man it just makes me so happy to see it and so happy to be a part of it um yeah, man. i think just in terms of that concept that we saw in the documentary like getting that many artists and producers in this under one roof and recording yeah. just non-stop for 10 days i feel without like without drama without beef without like people yeah, being jealous of I, each other and shit i feel like we need to kind of do something like that for the Punjabi artists that we know, like rappers and singers and stuff, right? Yeah, and all dude. the producers. Because think about like, could you imagine the magic comes that, that comes out of that? Like that experience yeah. for artists in general and producers alike, like that that would be insane. And then, you know, whoever is there, dude. like as a fly on the wall and observing yeah. all of this and absorbing it all, yeah, it's just so much to take away from it. I feel like you could sell it as an experience, or you could just do this as like the as way a these project, guys did it, or like yeah, as a documentary. Yeah. Because think yeah. about how smart it is that Dreamville dropped a documentary of the making of right the album that's going to drop on Friday, like two days from now. Honestly, if I had not seen the documentary, I probably would have heard about the album way later and probably would have listened to it way later. 100%. But watching the documentary got me so amped that I was like, I can't wait for this album to drop. I'm going <laughs> to fucking stream it or buy it or whatever the moment it comes out. Yeah. So it's, it's genius marketing, but you know, it's, it's everything, man. It's just so well done. 
Um, it's just so smart. Excited. It's so smart. So fucking genius. These guys but but I had the same exact ways, idea, right? what you just said. As yeah. soon as I watched the documentary, I was like, yo, we could do this. Like yeah. we, we know so many brown artists. We know so many brown producers. We know so many people that are a part of the creative culture uh, in the South Asian space. And I was like, yo, we should just get every, you know, like curate it, get a, you know, like 10, 15, 20 of these people together, put them all in a house with studios and shit and like, you know, recording equipment and yeah. just, just let the, you know, let the vibe do its thing. Let's just, you know, wh whatever. If something comes out, great. If nothing comes out, great. You know what I mean? Either way, exactly. it's a win-win situation. Yep. I agree with that. I think, I think it would just be dope to experience in general. Yeah, so if anybody out there is a filmmaker, hit us up, man. I'm interested. <laughs> and then if if there's artists and shit out there, obviously if you if you think it's a dope idea, hit us up. Let us know. Um, something I, I would love to do, I guess, in the future, uh, maybe later this year or or sometime next year, early next year. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think I think if we can pull it off, I think it'd be amazing. You know, if you're yeah. a listener and you want to like you know help us out feel free yeah, to yeah. reach out to us and let us know because you know the thing is there's only so much that you know a few people can do like we've had experience an experience rather uh running you know concerts so we know what yeah. that experience is like and and how difficult it is to find good help but it's really about the people who want to be there to help right yeah um, and that's kind of where where the where like the success and everything lies because it's like you know if you're invested and you feel some type of way about something and you're passionate about it yeah you know, then it's definitely something that you know we could follow through on that's so true yeah um there's yeah. another documentary that came out um divine has his own documentary now it's called this is divine uh, from uh, india right from india bro uh gotcha. i think it's called gully life um so gully gully boy the movie came out earlier this year with ranveer singh which was i guess loosely based on his life and now he has an actual documentary coming out which is pretty cool the scene in india is just like ah oh, man so crazy it's it's so exciting <laughs> what I'm am i on a wave right now dude there was a there was a sneaker convention oh in, yeah yeah in fucking india <laughs> uh late last year how, how crazy is that like could that you have imagined like a hype beast type sneaker convention happening in india i mean I, it and, wouldn't surprise me to be honest with you I feel like yeah. I feel like I that's mean, the one but, thing that India was missing for so long. They finally got their own as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they're catching on to everything. They have like you know, skateboarding is becoming big there. Hip hop is becoming so big there. Sneaker culture, hype beast culture, like all these things are picking up. Like the world is just shrinking, and everything, every everything that we're a part of here is is slowly making its way there too. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's and, a true definition of globalism, right? right globalization, yeah. really globalization yeah and we're becoming a global culture um we're becoming one people in, in you know in the world basically like our individual distinct cultures are still a part of us but i feel like over the next 50 100 years they'll probably fade and they'll everybody will just become a part of this one global culture i don't know maybe maybe not who's to say i mean that would be uh, kind of an ideal situation but you never know with all these like you know, cultural appropriation militants out in, the, in social media, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're waiting for something like that to happen so they can call BS on everything. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, that's just the, the, the climate, the social climate. Yeah. There's always um, going to be people that want to preserve, you know, uh, their distinct identities or whatever. Yeah. 
it's crazy because like in that's India, cool too. Yeah, so I was gonna say like in India, right? They they've kind of done something hybrid with that concept in in terms of their music, right? Mm-hmm. So they're they've taken the like the North American hip hop sounds for, that we were listening to a few years yeah. ago because by the time they get around to it, like for them, that's yeah. fresh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're looking at all the North American trends and then putting their own twist and flavor on that type of music. Yeah. So now it's like dissy hip hop is its own category or own genre because of that kind of amalgamation yeah. of two different styles, right? Like that's crazy. Think about that. Like think it's about it, yeah. so it's so like simple to like conceptually think about, but when you actually think about the details, like how mm-hmm. that takes place, it's just insane to think about. But um yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of great sound coming out of India right now. So I know you you're you stay up to date a little bit more so than I do on like the sound coming out of India. So yeah, who, who's caught your ear right now, dude? I I'm such a big fan of my man Brub Deep from Delhi right now. Brub Deep, uh, Brub Deep, two words, dude. two words, Brub Deep. Yeah, <laughs> um, I got introduced to his stuff uh, a couple years ago. Back then, he had an album out, and he had some dope tracks on there. And I hadn't heard from him in a while. Then I think it was either late, late last year or like early, early this year. He dropped this one track called Sauce uh, and he dropped a video with it. And it w- I think it changed the game for him. Like that shit was a fucking game changer. He's got this producer called Says on the Beat uh, from India, his, his boy. Um, and the two of them just made some magic, man. If you haven't heard of this, go, go look up Sauce. By Brub Deep, by Sez, S-E-Z. Oh, my God. This track changed everything. And then after that, I, you know, after he caught my ear, I started following him a little bit more closely. And just so happened in the last, like, month or two, he started dropping um, these tracks that had, like, this really cool, jazzy, sort of, like, chill hip-hop vibe to them. And these tracks are insane, bro. Like, uh, One's called Maya, one's called Kat, one's called Gala, one's called Amar. These tracks are just so fucking good. And like you were saying, you know, they're catching on to some sounds that maybe we've already passed in, in, in our pop culture to a certain yeah. extent. Um, and, you know, they're, they're kind of like mastering them now. So I was sitting with my cousin, I was driving with my cousin. And uh, we were listening to Prop Deep, and he's like, "Yo, this is so sick!" Blah blah blah. And I was like, "I was like, hold on, let me play you some shit that I used to listen to when I was in college, and you'll be able to tell that this is the vibe, or this is where they got the vibe from, or this right. is the vibe, you know, like because he's listening to it, thinking, wow, he he literally said he's like, this is so different from hip hop these days.'" Um, because he's used to listening to whatever's on the radio, you know, you got your Drakes and you got your uh, trap artists like Migos and all this shit or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I love it because it's so different. And I was like, okay, let me play you. So I started playing him the the Roots album. And I was like, listen to the Roots. I was like, this album has that same exact vibe. You know, you got your, you got bass players, you got a, you got a person playing the drums, you got Quest Love on the drums, you got Black Thought basically just spitting lyrical bars you know yeah um i played him some most deaf i played him uh some lupe fiasco i played him um 
there was an artist that I used to listen to back in the day that I kind of lost touch with, but I'm going to catch up on more. Have you ever heard of Blue in Exile? No. Okay. There's this artist called <clears throat> Blue in Exile. Well, Blue is one artist. Exile is his producer. Mm -hmm. um, he had that vibe too, like very sort of like chill, jazzy, hip-hop type vibe. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, Brum Deep is killing it. Uh, Pam, dude. Pam from Faguara, from your hometown, bro. Yes, sir. Faguara represent. <laughs> P-Town represent. P-Town. <laughs> I have no idea if they called that. I just did it on the window. Nah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they don't. <laughs> You don't know. You've never been there. I ha oh, I have not actually. I went last time I was in India was 2016, and I met him in Jalandhar. But he that's in Jalandhar, right, Pagoda? No, no, it's a neighboring it's like, city. So it's, like it's Pagoda, and then Jalandhar is like 20 minutes down the road because I have okay, family so. in Jalandhar and and Fugara. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So he uh, came and met us in Jalandhar, uh, and we <clears> hung out <throat> with him. We actually went to Haveli, and we all hung out there. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so that's like right between Jalandhar and Fugara. The oh, okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, right on Junior Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, man, I I love his music too, man. He doesn't put out shit as often, but when he does, it's always fire. Uh, the last track he put out was what, Bakigal. Um, Is that the last track? I think so. Bakigal was fire. I think you're uh, right. Yeah, man. I listen to yeah, listen to Pam a lot. Listen to rub deep a lot there's a bunch of people coming out of india man they, they have such a large population that once a trend picks up it's game over it's like you know everybody's gonna be a rapper now <laughs> yeah exactly right like <laughs> um remember we were watching i showed you that documentary that vice did sometime back on uh, hip-hop in india yeah it was crazy so like you know we saw kind of the stories of so many of these up-and-coming mm -hmm. rappers that are trying to make a name for themselves and they're literally yeah. literally coming out of the streets literally but yeah. right? like it's crazy to think about like that is the true essence of hip-hop and they have it right now if you look at hip-hop artists in, in the u.s now yeah or north america in general like most of the, the people that come to mind are, are uh you know they've got a lot of money they've been successful right and so now yeah. the sound is kind of carrying over over there and they're mimicking the exact depiction of what hip-hop was here right yeah like that struggle that that idea of coming going from rags to riches yeah. So, I, I mean, that documentary was great too. I, I don't think I think it's got, it got taken down actually off of YouTube, but yeah, because uh, I don't think I was able to find it after that. But it was definitely worth watching. It was um, so good. I, I loved watching out. that video. There's another one. Um, I think it was more of a viral video. Um, it was just a video of a bunch of uh, rappers in Mumbai. Uh, they were having a cipher. And each one of them was just like spitting bars and uh ranveer singh was there he was just like basically just watching and he was a part of the cypher that video was crazy too because you got to see so much crazy talent in you know in india right that's insane man i mean that, that's why i love hip-hop though because like it really like transcends everything it is race it religion is language like it's fucking crazy you know what i mean it's definitely universal yeah man uh, and it's bigger than it's ever been which is so wild like who would have ever thought you know yeah, i mean we talked about this on a previous episode where uh hip-hop is the leading genre that people are listening to in the world mm -hmm. right yeah it's just crazy to think about but like yeah i mean uh, i think you know because so the thing is there is hip-hop coming out of other countries as well right and yeah. it just happens to be 
one of more one of the more densely populated ones. So like, yeah, <laughs> a little bit more, and yeah, like, you know, we're from the, the that area, so you know, we, it resonates with us differently as well. So it's interesting, but um, yeah, man. So yeah, Prabhdeep, you were talking about. Um, look, I think he's great. I think what he's doing is is really dope. He's got a, a unique sound to him. You know, I yeah. I have a little bit of a hard time personally. Just you know, nothing against him. It's more the genre itself it's not something i'm truly accustomed to in that way like yeah the hip-hop in that manner like it's a more yeah. old school kind of sound that he's got yeah uh, a little bit more jazz influence right mm-hmm. uh, so for me like that's I just this know. project though did you hear yeah, sauce yeah, yeah. yeah i've heard sauce sauce is yeah put him on the map kind of right yeah um and, and he even says on the beats who's like a dope producer uh yeah. you actually showed me a lot of his stuff and his, his yeah production the one time you put came out down here too. we were just freestyling to his beats oh, yeah. <laughs> i remember that now yeah if you give us enough food we, we, we will freestyle for you yeah <laughs> so you know sponsorship ideas yeah <laughs> if you want us to freestyle sponsor us <laughs> yeah just kidding that's not gonna happen but uh anyway yeah, yeah. um yeah so you know there's a lot of these like different artists and, and uh, producers that are working together out there and really making a name for themselves. And yeah, man, brother even says, you know, they're a great duo. I sauce was good. I think that was like kind of unique in terms of what I had been hearing yeah. on this side yeah. of, the, of the water. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of potential coming out of there too. Right. Like I think Dude, so much artists are continuously finding their sound, especially in an area that's kind of trying to mimic sound in a way, if that makes it's, sense. Yeah. Right? It's going to take a while for them to find, their voice you know what i mean yeah uh, i think I, I think back to even when i first started making hip-hop um i was heavily influenced by you know certain artists and i started sounding like them like yeah. the first album that i recorded i was listening to so much tupac that i started doing like this deep voice so i was like rapping like this <laughs> it was like totally not my voice but uh that's what i knew and that's what I knew was recognized as the best. So I was like, well, maybe this is how I need to make my shit too. Yeah. Um, it, but it took years and listening to tons of different types of hip hop and tons of different types of music in general to finally find my own voice. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think when you're in this state where you're constantly, you're continuously being influenced by other things. Yeah, you're you're the old, the best way you know that you think is going to lead to success is to listen to somebody else who's successful and mimic kind of what you hear. All right. Yeah. Like, you know, utilizing that influence to be kind of curating your own sound. And then eventually when you get good at that, or you become comfortable with being in front of mic or being, uh, you know, performing in front of people or whatever it is, you, you kind of start to develop more of your own unique sound. Yep. Right, 100%, and, and yeah. that expansion that even lyrically, like you start to think about lyrics in your own way yep. compared to yeah. how somebody else would do it. Because now what you're doing is it's kind of exploratory, right? It's like a gateway drug almost, where yeah. you're, you're, you're starting off, you don't know where it's going to lead you to, but yeah. then eventually you find your own way, and, and that's kind of yeah, an incredible thing about hip hop, right, or music in general. I think he, especially probably, I think he's been doing it for um, a few years now. And he's starting to find his own lane and really like find his own voice, which is amazing. You know, I, I was really happy. I'm waiting for this project to drop. Uh, the one that has all these tracks on it. Um, okay. Oh, it hasn't even dropped yet. It hasn't dropped yet. No, no. He's just been dropping one 
single at a time. What's the um, situation? Is he doing all this independently or has he got a label? They are a part of this record label called Azadi Records. I don't know if they own it or if it's owned by somebody else. I don't know if it's like their own label or if, it, if they're signed to somebody else. But it's all under this record label called Azadi Records. Gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Which means freedom. Yeah. So if they're independent artists that are labeled, that would be a sick name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're not, then that sucks. <laughs> then they still can. <laughs> utilize that concept we're getting a little too deep though <laughs> oh man but anyway um this has been a good chat man i actually gotta go to the gym now so <laughs> all right <laughs> let's get this episode here because tan Sounds man got good. things to do <laughs> uh, uh this has been a, a good episode talk. i think we talked about a lot of interesting things um yeah hopefully interesting to us at least right hey man whatever this i i this this is the one thing that i love about this podcast it's very organic um me and you we don't really script it we basically just have maybe an idea or two of what we want to talk about and then we just conversation go wherever i'm actually, I'm actually glad you mentioned that right because yeah. after the first episode we're like that for those who don't remember or if they do the first episode started with like me texting, you know, on Dilbil or whatever, you calling me out. <laughs> People thought that was scripted. And I'm like, no, nothing about no, this podcast is scripted. If what? you can't tell based yeah. on the conversations we have, like there's no way. No, this is a real conversation between two best friends. Like, we are not that it. clever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn, why you gotta take that away from me? I think I'm clever. Bro, neither of us is that clever, neither of us is that chalak, right? <laughs> <laughs> At least not to do it unintentionally. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, yeah. yeah, I think this is a great guys, episode. So. Then close it out. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of yet another podcast. My boy Sumit and me, we're out. Sumit and I, we're out. Peace. <laughs>